Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, once again, this is your host, JC the Icon. I've just been joined by my co-host, Mr. Slim, with the brim once again. What's up, man? Man, what's happening with it? What's going on, my peeps? <laughs> hey, man, just trying to get into it, man. Just out here trying to survive, man. Just... Just going on, trying to give me one of them Popeye's uh, chicken sandwiches, man, that seem to be so elusive. You had any luck on your side of town? Man, I haven't even tried. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you, man. I'm, I'm, fall, I'm falling for the, <laughs> for the advertising and everybody going crazy. So, you know, I lied the other day, man, middle of the day. You know, of course, I'm at home. Everybody's at work. So I'm like, you know what? It should be easy to go get me one of these things, man. So I drive to the Popeye's by my house, man. And it was a big old uh, little, little uh, like, poster right there, man. Like a little note. Like, we're out. So I asked the lady at the window. I was like, so when y'all getting something, she didn't have no ETA, bro. She was like, maybe next week. I'm not sure. So they had no plan for this thing, man. I think that was actually part of the marketing strategy i think you know less inventory run out then you create this frenzy that now uh, this is sought out you know after you know uh item but uh, other than that yeah man people going crazy though over the sandwich man and i also saw in the news a uh, uh, tennessee man is actually suing popeyes for uh, false advertising, deceptive uh, business practices, and he's actually seeking damages of five thousand. And I hope he wins. I hope he wins because I'm a, I'm gonna file a second lawsuit if he win. Because you know they wasted my time. <laughs> and uh, see, I can say just crazy, man. See, my thing is that I, I kind of decided to wait till the, all the hysteria goes down because I was fooled one time with the arrival of what was the the place just slips my mind now all of a sudden in and out burger you remember when they first came to dallas and i mean the lines were ridiculous everybody was trying to get to this in and out burger and i tried and when i finally got the burger i was so disappointed even all that was <laughs> yeah even all that yeah so i was just like you know don't never buy into the hype just let it be what it be. When you get the chance, you do it. Don't go out your way. And yeah, let the moment live itself out. But you know what I ended up doing, man? So after I was disappointed, I was going to drive to another Popeye's, but it was kind of out of my way. So, man, I just ended up going. <laughs> I just ended up going to KFC, man. And I grabbed, actually, KFC got a damn good chicken sandwich, the Nashville spicy chicken sandwich. That thing went hard in the paint. So I was like, I forgot all my Popeye's after that. So I don't know why other people not just following suit and just going somewhere else, man, because there was a YouTube video I saw where a guy pulled up to the drive-through window, man, and he was told they was out. This guy tried to uh, fight the cashier, man. Actually hopped out. Hey, you there? Yep. Yep, I'm here. Okay, just got kind of quiet. My bad. I thought I lost you. But yeah, uh, dude actually hopped out the window, man, when the, the lady at the window told him they was out and started arguing with her. And I don't know if you couldn't hear on the video what was said, but this guy then jumps in the damn window, tries to fight the lady, and this guy, a manager, comes up and puts the guy in the bear hook, and they had to actually 
subdue this dude, man. Because he was trying to get up in there and rumble. And luckily, the people that the guy was riding with, luckily, his people uh, got out the car. It was a guy and a female. And they came and, you know, told him to get his ass out of there. And, and uh, the manager was nice enough to let him go. They should have called the cops. They really should have gave him the business, to be honest with you. He hopped up in there. They should have gave him everything. Everything that he wanted and what he was looking for. But I'm just shocked that everybody is just going so damn crazy. It was another Houston man recently pulls out a damn gun when they told him they ran out. Stupidity. He finna catch a case right. behind a chicken sandwich. And then I even heard that people was, you know, trying to uh, come up on this lack of chicken sandwiches. So you have guys going and when they have some available, they buying them out and reselling them on the street. I heard people paying twenty five dollars for a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Straight up, I heard this man. I mean, you got to get my people resourceful. If not anything else, we are resourceful, hey, man. Can't knock the hustle. <laughs> can't knock the hustle. That fool out there slanging birds for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> for real. So, so I, I thought it gave some people <laughs> some ideas, man, because like I said, uh, we need to get, get tr- Donald Trump. We need to get the president involved, man. If he can get ASAP Rocky out of jail in Sweden, he can solve this chicken sandwich craze. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's going to get to the bottom of it, bro. I got, I got, I got hope and uh, I believe in Donald Trump, man. But like I said, I'm, I just was curious uh, if it, you know, like I said, if anybody listening to the show know what Popeye's is usually stock which I doubt there's one but if hey hit the show up at L-O-S-T-K-A-U-Z-E one <laughs> and let me know get your boy the plug I, I want to try one of them sandwiches man like me and my wife were talking about the other day she said she wanted one the other day man <laughs> but like I say just just crazy uh, but we'll move on you know what I'm saying that's that's not big news but that's just something that's hitting if they could only put the voting polls you know in a Popeyes maybe maybe we get a nice little turnout or something but uh next we got uh Malik Yoba man I don't know if you heard about this joker uh Mr uh he's known from New York undercover and he also played uh, I guess the first couple seasons of Empire he was on there uh till they killed him all but anyway it's recently come out that allegedly uh, Mr. Uh, Yoba is attracted to Transformers, man, um, to uh, trannies. And he basically has uh, stated that he's, uh, you know, attracted to transsexuals and that he's open to talk in an open forum and would like to start some dialogue and, and uh, you know, have other people speak about their sexuality or, or whatever. And uh, there has been... Uh, uh, a transsexual come out, Maria Lopez, and they said that they used to actually, you know, I guess hook, be a hooker or whatever. And uh, Malik solicited them when they were underage, well, around 13 years old, and allegedly had, you know, sex with Mr. Uh, Malik Yobo. So I feel like he's trying to get ahead of something, man. I feel like something big is about to come out, and he's trying to get ahead of the story. Even his ex wife came out because uh, he, he addressed his fame. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that sir. But anyway, he yeah he addressed his fans before he actually even said anything to his own children, man. So I thought that was kind of nuts. So 
So he's out there, you know, trying to, you know, lessen the blow for his fans. But you didn't even have a conversation with his kids. And I think his kids are at least teenagers. So they of age where he could have at least talked to him or whatever. But uh, so what are, what are your thoughts on that, man? Have you heard anything about Mr. Yoba? Uh, man, you know, my, my number one thing where I stand is all of this. Like, nobody would even know what's going on in your bedroom unless you tell them what's going on in your bedroom like why is this why does this have to be news and it just speaks to me like there's like you said an agenda there's more to he's trying to get ahead of something maybe somebody already had a videotape of him out and they were going to expose him so he exposed himself I mean it just doesn't seem you know it, it, it seems a little fishy for one. Two, uh, like I said, nobody really cares about who's sleeping in your bed unless you make it. I, I, I really would wish that, uh, and, and it's not an attack on the LGBTQ community because sometimes, you know, people being heterosexual, they, they like to, you know, broadcast what they do. But for the most part, nobody cares that's that's basically my story to it like there's you know there's more to talk about but nobody cares Malik until you bring this up and then now you got people trying to you know dissect what's going on and all of this stuff just don't try to make it look like we're discriminating against you that's it okay that's what I'm and you know what, man? And I'll give this uh, transsexual individual, uh, uh, Maria Lopez, I give him a little bit of credit because, you know, at first, you know, you know, people like since we in that day and age of clout chasing and all that are trying to capitalize on it. I feel like the person got a little credibility because they actually didn't say nothing first. They just, hey, expounded on what you you broadcasted, you know? They like, hey, since you telling something, tell it all. You know, you you also, you know, have uh, slept with underage people. And, I, and, and, you know, the rumblings is that it's going to be a lot more of them to come out that he, you know, slept with underage. And uh, somebody told me, now, I, now me personally, I haven't heard uh, this particular interview, but somebody said that he was confronted with this some years back. And uh, he kind of like sidestepped it. He really didn't say yeah, he really didn't say no. He was just saying something like it. Well, that's unfortunate. And to me, if you didn't do nothing, I'm I'm like, hell no, that didn't happen. You know, ain't gonna be no oh, that's unfortunate because that's not really that's an open ended answer. That you know, that, you're not really saying anything really with that. Right. right. But I just feel like yeah, that's that's about to come out, man. Said, I think we are at a day and age where no, this is not the type of show where we are uh, condemning anybody for their sexual preference or anything like that. Like I said, I just think, like you said, we are in a day. I don't personally care. But when you out there broadcasting it to the world, then you inviting an open conversation to it. Like, don't nobody really care. I'm not, like I said, man, you could be gay, you could be whatever it is you want to be. I don't have to live that lifestyle. I'm not you. But right. the only thing that I have an issue with it is that if you do speak against it and if you are for, you know, the heterosexual lifestyle, well, then you then now you're being ridiculed for that. Right. You right. know, so I, I think that's I, I so if you could be right. openly gay, why people can't be openly straight? <laughs> you know, what I mean, like exactly. what's wrong with that? 
and then but that's what then, but if you notice that's the game he's starting to change now go ahead go ahead my bad oh no 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 you, you're right and you're right they're they're changing the agenda you know and it's like you can't say this but we can and and we're the ones that's being attacked you're not and I'm just like why do they feel like they could have the the market cornered on discrimination and to be honest they're really not being targeted like that you know they feel like they're being targeted and I just hate that they've tried it seems like there's an agenda and I, I, I just have to speak real be honest it, it feels like they want to say that black males are the reason why you know that they feel like they're being targeted and that's not the case like we could tease you we might joke you but we can't discriminate against you we don't have the power to to change your life or to not hire you for a job or to tell you you can't move next door you know we have to accept you we can't tell you you can't come to our churches because the church is infiltrated with gay guys so when I see these interviews it, it seemed like Malik Yoba was kind of trying to point toward us like you know I, I couldn't come out with my own sexuality because you know I felt like I would have been attacked by my community same thing with Little Nas X and I hate to mention this but he did the same thing on the little HBO show the uninterrupted thing and he was going back with Kevin Hart talking about come on bro you know how it is in our community if you from the hood you know and I'm like dog black men don't give a fuck who you sleep with to be honest we don't really care. I'm gonna tell you something when Lil Nas X or whatever his name is when he first came out man when I heard that I just remember saying to myself like hmm makes sense now a lot of shit he was doing baby dress, made a lot of sense and I moved on wasn't no we don't care <laughs> my day wasn't ended I still like his little song you know what I'm saying it was okay I'm not the, like I'm not gonna listen to the guy I mean being teased it's a difference between being teased or picked on or joked on or talked about than being discriminated like there's a big difference and I wish like these people who feel like this, like I'm black I'm, a, I'm discriminated you know I, I can't hide this you know, people know this right off the rip when they see me. Right. You could hide being whatever your sexual preferences are. You just want people to know and be comfortable with that. But you could walk through your everyday life without us even knowing that. And we're not discriminating against you. We might pick at you. We might look at you a certain way. But what community is not being picked at? Gay people? Uh, 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 LBGTQ everybody gets it everybody gets joked on everybody gets talked about that's life you know that's what it is and I'm gonna tell you something man. and I don't know if you've seen this but there's a, a new uh, I forgot who's getting roasted but there's a new roast I don't know if it's Donald Trump somebody getting roasted and they had uh, um, Blake Griffin uh, he was one of the people roasting and uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was up there, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, uh, was up there, and uh, uh, your boy dropped some bombs. He told Bruce, he, and you know he used to mess with Kendall, so he told Bruce, he was like, you know, uh, just saying, hey, you know, like, pretty much like, and he was all getting used to his, uh, you know, new lifestyle since he had the 
the change and all that. He was like, and that proves it. Nobody in the Kardashian uh, household likes white dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, including him. But then he also went on to say that, oh, no, no wonder your daughters grew up with daddy issues. <laughs> and, you know, but I, I, but I will say this, man, Caitlin or whatever, he took it in stride. He, she, whatever. He took it in stride, man. He laughed, and uh, I, I don't think he. And then plus, this is somebody that knew him on a personal level that dated his daughter, and uh, you know, I feel like he, you know, to be included. I don't feel like that he he will come back and say anything negative or want anybody to attack Blake Griffin for that because it was a fucking joke. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so that uh, Malik Yoba stuff is uh, ongoing, but that moves me into our next subject, speaking of jokes, and that's why I want to transition to that because uh, Dave Chappelle's latest uh, special, uh, Sticks and Stones, came out and uh and dave was in his rare form dave is straight up going for the jugular not giving nope <laughs> dave is going at people bro and that's the only type of comedy i'm really with i'm not really with this apologetic i'm afraid to say some stuff you know none of that because i've seen comedians make fun of black people i've seen black comedians make fun of white people everybody is fair game but you had on Rotten Tomatoes, they come out at first, they tried to give Dave a bad review. They let a few journalists, who happened to be the two that I saw, happen to be transsexual, give him a review. And of course, they had a negative review because they only focused on his act. His whole act wasn't about the LGBTQ community. He had a couple jokes in there, but they only focused on those couple of jokes and they tried to make it seem like his whole act was trash and all that and it wasn't humor but when they opened the review to everybody to comment dave now has a 99 percent rating because the public the general public liked his act right but he basically he basically had some jokes in there man uh he had one joke in there about michael jackson and he uh, the the most molestation allegations uh, from the two individuals, and he pretty much was saying like, "Hey man, I don't believe them." Then he he was like, "Well, it's people in the audience right now that's been molested, but it wasn't Michael Jackson." So he was like, "Come on, that's fucking Michael Jackson." So that's something you could tell somebody. And he was just joking about it. this man. Don't really believe that shit. It's a joke. And I've heard other people make worse jokes and then he had a uh, you know joke about you know some uh, transgenders as far as like you know talking about how <clears throat> they're born in the wrong body so he went on to joke like what if he was a chinese man trapped in a black man's body could he go around making the little you know chinese eyes and squinting you know talking a funny voice and say but i feel this way you know he was saying that people wouldn't let him fly with that. So he was saying, so how could you, as a transgender, you know, feel like if you a man that you were born to, you know, that you feel like you should have been a woman. So you just, you know, cracking little jokes like that. Man, He also roasted jo Jesse uh, Smollett and saying that, you know, black community knew all that shit was some bullshit. When Jesse came out and walked around with a noose around his neck. So he was just, he was pretty much, like I said, doing what Dave does but now but if you look on YouTube you go on any social media platforms there's this out this fake fucking outrage is just what I'm getting tired of like Leah's soul they burnt butt hurt over everything it's like 
anything you know it's just like anything it's like let's cancel them let's do this no how about let's have a conversation how about a transsexual comedian to go after Dave Chappelle crack your own jokes you know so anyway so I just want to speak on this fake outrage man I'm just kind of tired of that because I know you've been seeing it a lot too I'm just it's just all this fake outrage man where everybody's just so sensitive now you can't crack a joke and you know because now you just in that like I said if people getting canceled you have people getting boycotted and like I said it's like you got a target on your back and now the people that feel like they have been bullied in the past are now the bullies agreed and, and my thing is, it's a simple question for the LGBTQ community. Do you want to be a part of society and interwoven in the, fa- in the fabric of America? Or do you don't want to be a, a part of society and have your own little conclave? It's, it's really your choice because you're making it to the point to where people just going to, you want to be noticed, but it's going to get to the point where people just not going to even acknowledge you no more. Like, we're going to sit here and we're going to have a good time, but don't even look that way. Don't look at them because it's going to make them mad. Don't talk to them because it's going to make them mad. Don't don't even sing a song about them because it's going to make them mad. It's like, goodness gracious, you guys are not even, you're not even... It's not even that serious, the shit you're going through. Like, it's not even a comparison if you walk in black man, black America shoes, and your shoes. It's not even a fucking comparison, my, my peoples. Like, what you guys are going through is peanuts. I don't even, I can't even recall, like, okay, yeah, you probably get beat up here and there. We're getting killed by police officers. and to be honest with you bro and to be honest with you I think the shit is hilarious I am tired of seeing 6263 linebacker built ass guys wearing dresses dressing like a girl it's like bro you not passing not even a little bit you out here looking crazy you know if you're a gay man be a gay man but to try to dress like a woman and you out here then now I gotta sit and be looking off, you know, and, you know, like trying not to make direct eye contact because I don't want to make you feel funny and I don't want to feel funny. But, you know, I shouldn't have to, you know, just feel uncomfortable, man. It's it's this, this, I probably told this story, it's a wind coat that I go to. And it's a white dude up there. He straight up looked like a dude, straight up. <laughs> Strong jawline. <laughs> just imagine a real manly man with a bob a woman's bob haircut and he wants to pass as a woman it's like bro you and then he when you walk when i walk into the store you know i don't mind i don't pay the dude no my eye speaker try to keep it pushing but he try to stop you have a conversation you know if you come through his line and you're doing a self-checkout he'll just come up like hey do you need anything like man you're making me uncomfortable like you know i just be like yeah i mean like i'm for real like i don't want to i don't want to be rude but at the same time, I'm trying to keep it pushing. You like slowing me up. You like putting it in my face. You just like all over the place with them. Like, man, like, I'm not even trying to acknowledge you like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, here I'm all with everybody. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, now that you're in that situation, here's where the, the I feel like society is trying to make it 
bring in the confusion. I, it feels like there's like a sexual confusion thing they're trying to bring on. So here's my question to you. Is that really a woman? Because Hell no. That biological. No. Say no. Now you're homophobic. You being derogatory. You being you being you being dismissive. You being rude. It's say. If you see a dog, you're not gonna say that's a bear. Right. Why is that derogatory if you don't call that dog a bear? You get what I'm because saying? Why is that crazy? I, I because that's what you do. I respect. I respect that. You know, if that's what you want to do, but just because I don't agree with you saying what you are, I'm not gonna play the crazy game with you. You know, right? If that's how you feel. That's how you feel. But you can't make me say you are what you say you are. Biologically, you are not that. That's what it is. But that's what they. But that's what they trying. Like that's the th- that's the extra step exactly. that they trying to push for now. So they like if they identify as a woman, they want to be addressed. They don't want the 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 stigma of transgender. They want to be I'm a woman. I'm not a blah blah blah. Just because they had the surgeries and like I said, biologically, you are what you were born as. I don't care what you modified and did later. But you know you were born a man. So that's just point blank period. So it's now, like if you you had a if you have a Cadillac and you put a Ford emblem on it, that Cadillac is not a Ford. It's. it's and I'm, 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 I'm gonna put it to you another way. What what if you're a man and you have a catastrophic injury to where your member was removed? Like let's say with like uh, that uh, the Bobbitt guy who uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Remember his wife cut his junk off. So did that make him technically a woman? Just because he got his, you know, the penis cut out, you know, or you know, but or just and and I know that's kind of maybe a you know like a just a uh, I guess dumbed down version of what I'm trying to say. But I understand that they think okay, I feel like a woman. I'm this. I'm that. But at the end of the day, you can feel like whatever you want to feel, but that don't make you that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if, I, you didn't, if you didn't have the surgery, you still would be walking around with male parts. Yeah, like, I will let you be whatever you want to be. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But it doesn't... Your beliefs... You can't push your beliefs on me. You know, that's, that's my whole thing with them. Like, if you... Oh, I, I I come home. I ask my wife to come to call me your highness, but she don't. <laughs> you know, and now that th- and vice versa. You know, kind of like not not that I do that, but my thing is like, okay, so now if we taking it there, now you can blur anything because now we could say, all right, I'm not African American no more. I'm white or I'm Hispanic I'm whatever you can claim whatever you want because guess what I don't identify that way you know so where does the identity stop because if I said if I was you remember the girl Rachel Dolezal when she played like she was black and she identified that she was black but then everybody was like that woman crazy she was white right (laughs) so why is she crazy for that but then 
she identifies as it. So why can't we? Why can't we just say she's a a, a black lady? See, somewhere it's a slippery slope. I, I just feel like I feel like the more you give, the more leeway, the more this is becoming Literally. just unmeasurable. Yeah, it's starting to be because, like, even with the uh, self-identifying labels and all that with pronouns and this and that there are so many it's just starting to get you it's just starting to get out of hand man and then i mean it's just it's just starting to really get out of hand and it's like uh you know like back in the day they used to think it was a mental disorder which i'm still not totally out of the realm of that because you have a lot of people that are lesbian and gay that don't agree with the transgender lifestyle that they you know they also speak to which makes more sense because they like hey i'm a gay woman i like women but i'm not going to think i'm a man or try to you know get me a fake slong and all this you know and vice versa a gay man just being like hey i like men but i'm not gonna cut off my member i like being a man i just enjoy being with other men blah 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 you know, and that's the way that they rocking with it. So they think, you know, that that is a little bit of a, a disorder. Because I'm telling, like I told you, man, I know at another time, me and, my, me and my wife, man, we was at this uh, this Chinese buffet. And it was this dude up in there, man, this big old white dude. He was every bit about six, seven, bro. And he's built like a bag of potatoes. He was just like really crazily built. He <laughs> had him, like some heels that was like size 14s or 15s. He was walking around looking crazy, bro. And he had a little skirt. And then my thing with transgender people is why your idea of the of a woman is the trashiest and sluttiest woman that you could represent. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had a little mini skirt on. He had his little man gut out. I'm like, it don't blend in. They, I'm like, please, where you, you can't, you try to just don't, you know, like you do everybody else. You know, you might look over and keep it moving, keep ordering what you're doing and just, but it just stands out, like you just have to be the loudest person in the room to look at me you know, and I'm saying that's everybody, that's me being broad, I'll bring it back that was too small, his gut was hanging out all over the salad, I'm like I'm not even fucking with that it was just crazy bro and I'm just like man, you it's just, it's just <laughs> what's like you're not even passing that the ones that let's say it's a, a petite man or somebody small that maybe if they get dolled up maybe at first glance you won't be paying attention you let's say you won't really know you're not on phone i'm checking the adam's apple and all that but for first glance or in passing let's say you think they're a woman you might be getting by but this dude's out here man built like defensive linemen and tackles and they it's like bro you're not even passing with that okay. so yeah <laughs> in a dress still rocking the mustache and beard and all that and you just like yeah I'm a woman so I just don't get it man and like I said yes in today's time be who you want to be but let's but let's not just block out science and biology. You know, this you're you're not gonna ever be a real woman. You don't have over and don't be mad at everybody else for not playing playing along. It's like you you you've made up this thing and now everybody gotta play along. Like that's crazy. Yeah. We gotta go along. 
and that's the part of the game, like I said, that I don't get. Uh, but we'll we'll move, keep it moving, man. We make a good time. So we'll go on to a topic that I know you are very well versed in. So, uh, you know, so again, you know, I know we've had multiple shows where we've talked about uh, mass shootings. It looks like we've had another one, y'all, in uh, Odessa, Texas. Uh, you know, uh, we had a shooter that called 911 after being fired from his job. And uh, this shooter also called a tip line uh, of the FBI. It was 36-year-old uh, Seth Bator. And like I said, he had just been fired. So he went on a uh, shooting spree. And uh, actually, after a routine traffic stop, he shoots a, he shot a uh, state trooper. And then, uh, you know, he went on to kill like seven people and wounded well over 20 others. Uh, he also killed a mail carrier taking uh, taking her van, and uh, later he was uh, you know stopped. He uh, crashed into like a barricade, and then I guess the police uh, you know took him out. So, um, what are your thoughts on that, man? We got another mass shooting. My first thing is I, I like to throw this out there from time to time when I'm talking to my friends and family about these type of situations. Because the media always just jump out there real quick and be like, oh, so is he crazy? Was this guy really crazy? Was he a lone wolf? So he was a crazy lone wolf again, right? All of them are crazy lone wolf. All of them, you know, just napping. That's that. And then, you know, it, it seemed like these guys could have been caught prior to and my thing is, and I like to say that I am a justice advocate. And me being a justice advocate is you treat this side, this group, the same way you'll treat the other group. There's no differences. So if someone breaks the law, you arrest that person and you prosecute them to the highest extent of the law. That's typically what happens to group A, which is the black group. So with that being said, we know that this guy has prior incident. It was a, uh, I heard that his neighbor actually called the police on him the previous week because he pulled a gun on her because of where she put the trash at in the neighborhood or whatever the case may be. Police act like they couldn't locate where he lived because quote unquote, the GPS they didn't have GPS to locate where this guy lived. Now, we know in our community that if gun is even mentioned, you're going to have about 1,800 police officers circling your home, apartment, car, wherever you're located. No, if you're in the wrong neighborhood and you're black, you're going to have several cars roll up on you. You ain't even got to have a gun. Nobody say gun. With, black, but I'm just saying, just just as bad as you throw the word gun, though. You throw right. gun. <laughs> they, you finna get sniped. You got a SWAT yes. coming. <laughs> to locate your behind. <laughs> so, my thing is, you guys could have been had this guy off the streets and could have been locked him up and he could have been doing maybe 10, 15, 20 years in prison, but no. You let this thing, this privilege where no, he's just get a slap on the wrist, and I'm pretty sure there's more incidents. His rap sheet probably as long as our wrist. And, and kind of to add on what you just said, they said that he had been known in the past to call law, law enforcement and the FBI 
on the other incidents. So maybe he was, te- I think personally, he was testing the waters to see like the response time and things of that, you know, because a lot came. of these. <laughs> they never came. They never came. And that particular call, when he did finally do something, they was like, well, we didn't think it was a threat because he was, uh, they, they really couldn't make out what he was saying. Like, he was just talking gibberish, this and that. You know, so, like you said, here we come with the excuses why we don't jump on it, why there's nothing. And even the gun that he bought, he bought legally. So, the reason why I bring this up is because, once again, this is going to pull to the community. And lawmakers are going to start posturing again, talking about making laws. And I always, every time this comes out, I just always want to remind people criminals are not following laws so it don't matter what people you have or what you know that might feel good to talk about it and say we want to get along we want to buy back guns and we want to make a law where you can't you know maybe the waiting list will be longer blah blah blah. i'm gonna tell you something it's gonna be somebody that passes whatever restriction like even somebody law abiding. Let's say a guy that you you let's say you make it a longer waiting period or whatever. Let's say you can't have because uh, the laws with the you know the uh, the limit on how many bullets you can have in a magazine. Like you can't have like you can't have fifteen round and twenty round, thirty round magazines in your gun now. If you're out now, there is a rule now. You you they already have that. You got to have a you know five round mag, but to that person that's looking to do something, guess what? They're going to bypass the law and they still going to get what they ain't supposed to have, just like bomb makers. You're not supposed to go to these different hardware stores and get all these goddamn chemicals and different things to make a bomb. But guess what? Crazy psycho fucking people do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you can't make nothing to stop it. So I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just stating the obvious because so, what's going to happen is once we pass a law, feel good law, and do all this other stuff, there's going to be a mass shooting the next fucking day. Then what? There's going to be a mass shooting next month, next year. And I'm going to tell you something else real quick before I get back to you, man, because I just heard breaking news. Uh, I didn't really think they just did a quick news clip. I was watching the news. Somebody got caught in Fort Worth. Now, this guy, they was able to spoil his plan, but I'm going to follow back up with that one maybe on the next podcast because that's still ongoing. But they said they foiled the plan of somebody in Fort Worth, Texas who was looking to do another mass shooting. They was able to get ahead of him and stop him. So I don't know the details yet of how they caught him, but uh, I'll have to follow up on the next show. But how can you stop it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, that's one way. You know, somebody know that they relative or friend or neighbor's crazy you know you could turn the ass in you could do that so or, anyway, I, I let you know. or or it's not like they just one day wake up and they're crazy and, and they're law they've been law-abiding citizens all their lives usually these people have receipts they have a trail and it's time for you guys to start the criminal justice system treating everybody oh, the same. you know what you know what I got a sign. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I am an avid gun. You know, I, I know you have a gun. I have a gun. It's for home protection. I actually have a few guns. But I am not so crazy. Now, for those individuals out there, now I'm a gun enthusiast. I like guns. I got like four. 
But for those people that have like 34, that might be a, a motherfucker you might want to put on a watch list. <laughs> I'm just keeping it a buck. Now, I'm looking for down. Do I need 34 guns? Do I need 10 fucking AR-15s? You know, them is the people that, okay. Now, that there's a... <laughs> now, that person, yeah, you might want to track and know where they at at all times. Yep. And, and kind of like what you were saying when you start creating laws. And that's with anything. When there is a demand, you can rest assured there is someone that is going to try to meet those demands. And that's where you have your black markets. You're not going to stop guns in America. It's just too many. It's almost, it, it's almost, well, it's worse. But I'm just saying, you're not going to stop guns in America. Let, just, just get that out of your head. Now you I'm going to tell you something. I once heard some gangsters in Chicago, man, these rappers doing the interview. And them motherfuckers said they had a tank. Stored away in the way they had an army issued tank. And I fucking believe them. They said they had a goddamn tank. So if somebody got a tank, you know what I'm saying? That yep. made it to the streets. You think you put a stop AR-15s and all that? Somewhere in the hood, somebody got grenades. Somebody oh, yeah, got I've a seen, fucking bazooka. I've seen some grenades before. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I've seen some grenades. Real live and living color. <laughs> I've seen some grenades. Yeah, see what I'm saying? I've well, actually we seen some dynamite too. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So basically, what that message, what that is saying, is whatever you want, you can get it out there. And if you want to actually do some mischief or do something, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, there's nothing out there that can you know stop it at that moment. Outside of you know uh, early intervention. And other processes. If somebody's ever threatened somebody with a gun and cops were called, that person needs their weapon stripped. They need to be in jail. They don't need to have access to any more, you know, things of that nature. But we're hearing people that had guns, you know, get their guns back. And, you know, mm -hmm. just like that particular guy in Odessa, he bought those guns legally. Yep. There was really nothing to say he couldn't do it. So if you create a law and then somebody is able to still buy a gun under those laws then what do you do so let's just stop making these knee-jerk reactions and all that and just try to be proactive man that's all you can do right. try to be proactive and maybe the first time that motherfucker called the fbi should have been picked up exactly you know what i'm saying now but nobody wants been to in, take that responsibility anything, you could have been in a mental institution since you say you're crazy but he should have been in prison already he probably should have he probably done did three, four things that should have had him locked up in prison years ago. And just like, just like the dude that did the shootings at Walmart, uh, you know, one of the parents of his, uh, one of his friends said that he was trying to recruit that kid, you know, to be in some white supremacy group. Maybe he should have been picked up at that point. You know, there's a lot of things you could get ahead of to, you right. know, like I said, and let's keep it real. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. You touched on it a little bit, but let's let's speak on it directly to it. Here, batting a thousand, the majority of these shooters over the years in these mass shootings, outside of the uh, the one guy in Virginia that had his black, you know, uh, stepson, they were shooting people. Outside of that, but here lately, batting a thousand. 
these shooters have been white males. Mm-hmm. Now, let's not talk what's going on in Chicago or going on in the L.A. street because them is black folks killing black folks. Them, that's on some gang stuff. They not out there mass shooting 40, 50 people just on some random shit. You know what I'm saying? This here is just on some, oh, I don't like Mexicans. Oh, they crossing the border or, you know, or, or whatever. But let's let's just keep it a thousand. So this mass shooting stuff, the guy that was shooting at the the country concert, shooting his own people. You know what I'm saying? That was in the hotel or whatever, blasting the one with the bump stock. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, you can we can go on and on and on and on and on. So yep. with that being said, so are they going to start getting profiled now? Are they going to start getting pulled over for any random fucking reason and car searched and all that? No. Let me tell you something. I got pulled over the other day, bro. I got pulled over the other day, dropping my son off to his mom for the weekend, and on my way back. I forgot my headlight just went out on my on my Jag, so I gotta get it replaced. But a cop pulls me over, and you know, of course, when they pulling black people over, they want to act like they being your friend and they doing you a service. You know, so he was like, oh, "Sir, you know your your, your, your uh, headlights out." I was like, "Yeah, man, it just went out the other day. I just need to replace it." Dollar, but hey, he without missing a motherfucking beat, he went into the. Hey, can I get your license and registration? Hey, you got any weapons in the car? Any nunchucks? Anything? Brass knuckles? Anything I need to know about? You know, went into the float. Now I'm a criminal. You you went to just <laughs> help me out. So now you got any guns? Nunchucks? Brass knuckles? Knife? Anything? <laughs> yeah. so now, I'm just saying. Because they always try to, you know, pass it up. But here it is. I could have been a white guy with 40 goddamn guns in the car. And you just told me to have a nice day and send me on my way. Right. I could have went on to my mass shooting. Probably would have changed the life for you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. You don't need to be driving like this. Probably would have seen a rifle in the back seat and say, hey, man, what kind of rifle is that? Right. Like, oh, that's an AK-47. Oh, cool. Sweet. I got one just like it. You have a good day, sir. You know what I'm saying? It probably went like that. Exactly. Keep it in a buck. Right. <laughs> I mean, we just keep it at a thousand, but we the criminal. But here it is of a routine stop. Do you got any weapons? Do you got blah, blah? You know, he went from I'm helping you out to now let's do the cops and robbers thing. You know what I'm saying? And I just laugh, bro. I just laugh. But, but yeah, man. But to answer your question, um, no, they're, they're not going to be the targeted, the target of profiling. That's not going to happen because the FBI already came out and said that uh, the number one threat in America is black identity extremists. And uh, I know this kind of off subject, but the first black identity extremist has already been elected. There was a guy, I forgot his name, but he lives here in Dallas, Texas. He did six months in prison. Uh, but he was exonerated and everything but he did six months and he was the first person arrested for black identity extremists none of the charges stick but when you can't bail yourself out and you're an extremist there's no probation or whatever and they put you straight in prison so this guy did six months of, of, of jail time but to my point that's what they're targeting they, they're so concerned with black people rising up or saying we ain't taking it no more that they'll bypass even though that never happened like we're the only people 
ever in the history of America to never raise arms against America as a whole. Like, we never fought against this country. We always kept it together. You had the Mexican-American War, Spanish-American War, French-American War. You had, you know, the British and Americans fight. You know, you had all these other groups who stacked the Japan-American fight. You know, Korean War. You had all these other groups raised arms against America. We're the only group who never, ever fight America. So, but again, they're so concerned with us with that. And they're having their own internal fights right now. You know what I'm saying? It's their own internal white male who is waging war against America right now. But they want to still target black male. So, that's the real synopsis of it. Two on that. You don't like it. Cool, but if you want to... That's the reality. That is the reality. Alright, so we got through the uh, hard topic, so we... uh, out about a few more minutes, man. So we'll start wrapping it up here a little bit. Uh, we got just about three more topics, but they pretty fast. So we'll get back to the lighter side of things. So I I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Nicki Minaj is saying that she's <laughs> That's kind of a, re- a weird segue, right? <laughs> Shooting Nicki Minaj from hip hop uh, to start a family, um, you know, with her new new husband, a new a new, a new boo. Uh, you know, so I, me personally, I think it's because her career has started to decline and just keep it, keep it, uh, you know, a buck. Uh, Cardi B kind of slept her way into Nikki's spot a while back, man. You know, now we got a uh, Dallas native, uh, Megan the Stallion, you know what I'm saying? She's yeah. coming along. Megan's starting, she, uh, starting to get a little push and a little buzz behind her. And I think Nikki don't like competition. Yeah. You know? So she gonna go away for a minute. And me personally, I think she's did enough in the rap game to where she should get into some other avenues. Maybe go into acting. Maybe go into hey, if you're gonna have a baby and start a family, hey, go into everybody falling into the reality show thing. You know, there's other ways to get that bag. You know, and then you can go out to a tour occasionally. I don't know why these people just like. I have to be number one, you know, the number one female rapper. You can be number 34 and still make a great living. People do it every yep. day. Yep. I agree so do you think retirement is real or you think she pump faking? Man, you already know. What's the rapper, this, you know, no rapper really retires. How many times Master P retired? How many times Jay Z retired? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for real. I mean, you know, and, and you know he's still using that market employee. He just half. He says it's gonna be his last half. You know, like come on, short. You've been rapping since I was You have been bitch. <laughs> so we we know she's gonna come back. Of course, she got she's gonna come back. So I'm like, don't don't get too hype over that. Uh, me and my wife was actually talking about this yesterday, and uh, she made she brought a good point up, and I'm, I'm gonna steal this from her because when she said it, I'm like, you know, you're on to something. And so, with that being said, she was like, you know, it's cool, Nikki retiring and everything, but the guy she's with, like. It, she just looked like she's making a bad choice. This looks like a divorce, a train wreck about to happen. And I was like, you know what? Hands on or something. He looked he look like he a scumbag. Yeah, I'm like, you know, what do he do? 
what did he have going on besides say Nikki? You know, it's only so much a nigga could stand being in the background, like Bobby and Whitney. It's, it's only so long people could do that. <laughs> you know, right. the male ego. You don't want to be Mr. Minaj. You know what I'm saying? If you, which pretty much what he's going to end up being. Rumor on the streets is that that dude is a shooter. They say, you know, he been, he did a bid. He done been in the bean. He ain't put in that work. So I can see side of that, them being out and some fans, you know, maybe a little too close to Nikki or, you know how people sometimes get fly at the mouth. Too. I can see that dude doing something because he, the other day, they was on live and there's a YouTube clip of uh, the dude pulling out a, a gun on live. He said, yeah, people better watch it. And then soon as he did that, uh, people know that he's a felon. So, of course, you know, the day and age of social media now, people are trying to get him in trouble. They was a uh, Calling the local police station where he had and like had that full old government name and everything was saying, you know, he, he brandishing a weapon. So that and that that just happened recently. So we got to see how that play out. But I think he's bad for Nikki too. She should have, you know, she definitely needs to be with somebody more of a caliber. You know, I ain't saying it got to be a rapper or nothing like that. Get with no, you a businessman. They can help you manage your career, but somebody that adds to you, not takes away. And this dude definitely seemed like he, you know, will take away. And you know, you're saying uh, he was a shooter. Not saying nobody can't change their life or nothing like that or whatever the case. If he, if he just a few days ago was brandishing a gun on her live, he ain't changed his ways. Just, just look. I'm like, people, this is going to be a train wreck. Just get ready. Um, she'll be back soon, and you're gonna hear her doing like a behind the music or something, and or her money get low. You know, Birdman scheme off the top of everything, so she ain't getting everything that she's owed, and she'll be in court and all type of stuff, and you know. Whatever. Oh, she definitely, I definitely see court in her future. Birdman ain't giving nobody shit. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, he didn't show. He made way. Hey, had to fight for 15 years, so he got a partial payment. <laughs> you know Drake getting robbed you know Nicki getting robbed so like man just yeah, she'll be back you know and she got a lifestyle she used to so he ain't providing that lifestyle we already know that you know Nicki making 10, 15, 20 million a year somewhere up in there I don't know but you know supposedly we know she she made millions you know, you got to keep millions coming in if you're used to living a millionaire lifestyle. And this guy here, uh, I mean, it's it's a train wreck. Yes, yeah, so we, so we pray, but hey, you know, but you know what? If if Nikki truly is retiring and she wants to start on the family and walk away, but we know that for a female rapper, that's suicide to your rap career. So, but. Hey, Nikki's been running strong for 10 years in the game. I liked her as an MC. So if she wanna take a break, hey, salute to her, more yeah. power. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you just better have somebody. Yeah, she better have somebody to watch, old boy. But I'll go to the next subject. I know you guys uh well, I was talking to you the other day about power, but the, the, you know, there's been this big controversy over the you know, the power theme song. You know, so me personally, I heard the one with Trey Songs. I thought it was okay, but there's been all this backlash and people been up in arms. No, you gotta go back to the original. People been just like acting like me personally, I'm like, hey man, I'm here to watch the show. Theme song is like going for like 15 seconds of really the fuck less, but some people have been up in arms, you know, black people problems. We uh yeah, so 
So I, I don't know if you heard the difference in the theme song or if you had any take on it. You know, like I say, Trey had the, you know, yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I actually listened to it before we started recording, and I, I thought it was okay too. Um, I kind of I kind of read the comments and everything, and I agree with what one person said, even though I haven't watched any other season yet. But um, I'm gonna just been watch it once everything's done. But I heard someone say, um, you know, they probably should have stuck with the original, and then either the end of the show or the last episode, you know have that remix going and then that could have been a way to to do it i mean but the song wasn't bad it was it was okay you know i heard one person jess hilarious she had a funny take on it she said she felt like trey didn't have no pain in his voice and he was on some love shit you know he's like rich town he was like yeah yeah he's got to go into his shit right and she's like he was on the pretty boy stuff you know yeah, yeah, exactly. And she said the way Joe sang, Joe was like, I ain't had a hit in a minute, but people like this song. So this is like my way back. So Joe, Joe was like singing for his life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They like trying to get a bag, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, you know, I, I, that was just something funny, man. I thought that, uh, but you know. Song, I mean, but the song wasn't bad, though. I mean, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad. I thought I thought it was all right. They actually even had a little part there with uh, uh, a boogie in there too. I think they cut his part like immediately though. But they they folded to pressure. He went back to the old song. Nobody's mad. My thing was why change. I was on the why changing anyway because you got a lot of lot of shows that come on with the same old theme song and that's it. Yep. The facts of life. Yep. You know. You know, the Jeff is a movie. He had a theme to it, like if he changed it every season and people would have known to start expecting it, then, you know, I, don't, I think yeah, it would have been over well. idea because if he had done that every season, maybe switched it, or every so many shows had a different artist featuring it, that might have been hot. Yeah. That, that might have been what that was. You know what I'm saying? Right. So anyway, so I, I just want to get your take on that, man. And I know you you have been still been protesting and haven't been watching the NFL, but I haven't been that strong. Uh, I watched my Dallas Cowboys demolish the Giants thirty five to seventeen the other night, and I just wanted to speak on that just a little bit because I thought that uh, they looked great, and I think that the addition of an offensive coordinator, since so they made him an offensive coordinator, Mister Kelly Moore. He is definitely way better than Scott Linehan, at least on the first game. He spread that ball around. You had a touchdown. Uh, uh, Jarwin, the tight end Jarwin scored. Tight end Witten scored. You had Cooper had a touchdown. Cobb had a touchdown. Zeke rushed for a touchdown. They could not contain the Cowboys. But with that being said, I also want to acknowledge that the Giants are garbage. They trash. So they trash. But the best feeling I got, man, was looking at Eli Man in dumb face, looking up at the scoreboard. Cause I don't care, even when they win in games, he just always has this little, I don't know, poor little slow kid sitting in the corner that you're like, hey, are you okay? Uh your parents around? You just always feel like you gotta protect him or something. He just looked like he just uh, you know, a few screws loose, man. So uh but yeah. 
anyway, I just wanted to touch on that, man, a little bit. Cowboys looking good. They're on their way in the season. And other sports news, we have Antonio Brown released by the Oakland Raiders. He finally didn't acted enough of a fool to where they released him. But, of course, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So, New England Patriots, like, hey, we'll pick that contract. Not exactly the whole contract, but they offered him a $15 million one-year deal with 10 mil guaranteed. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you've heard that. Well, you kind of said it. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm only getting, like, secondhand information for the most part. But uh, I was just so shocked because I, I look at the... Uh, I was just so shocked because they... I feel like they colluded against Kaepernick. I feel like they would have probably colluded against him and probably drove down the market. I was so shocked that he got that that large of a contract so quick and the next day. I mean, kudos to Drew Rosenhaus. I mean, he pulled a rabbit out of the hat. And look at that. Kyle Ka- Kaepernick is speaking out for human rights and A.B. is out there just acting the plumb fool. <laughs> don't want to play because he can't wear his helmet. He's out there. I don't know if you've seen that fool uh, last year sometime. He had the the blonde mustache and the blue hair. He's just out there uh, just, act, you know, acting a plum donkey and getting contracts left and right. Man. Forced his way out, out of uh, Pittsburgh, landed in Oakland before the season opened up and was able to finagle his way out of that deal. Man. Like you said, Kaepernick couldn't find a job. And, and, and my other take on it is I, I guess the NFL and just with any sports though for for basketball it doesn't matter but any as far as any sport goes they will put up with your mess as long as you could produce and once you stop producing on that high level like he will be the new T.O. eventually like once they figure out okay well you're only catching once he becomes average okay you're only catching 50 passes when we could get a rookie in here who could catch those same 50 passes you're not doing 150 yards I mean 150 pass catches a year you know we we get that rookie to do the same thing you're expendable now and that's it you know what I'm saying it's the ones that's really love they'll keep forever and forever but you cause all this hell long term he's gonna pay for it so that's just how it works you know He'll be T.O., Allen Iverson, them type of guys, you know. Yeah, just crazy, man. Just just, just plum. Did you see the uh, the 76er uh, forward? Or was it Scott something? He got into a fight, man. He uh, he's, a, he's a Washington Redskins fan, but he went to the game. Well, I guess they was tailgating up in Philly or something, but he, uh, he went out there wearing his Washington – jersey and his stuff even though he plays for the 76ers man and some fans tried him he ended up having a two-piece one way boys <laughs> yeah they tried to get up over this dude like six eight and he caught him with a nice little combo two-piece no biscuit hey gave him a nice that video was after man i just thought it was ironic because like i say he's a philadelphia 76er well, and you think i was about to say well you got to think about it he 
he plays for the 76ers. Doesn't necessarily mean he grew up in Philadelphia, you know. No, 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 exactly, exactly. But I mean, uh, the Mavericks had several guys playing for the team that were Washington Redskins fans. So, I mean, I'm not looking at it from that standpoint, but I'm just saying the fact that he still plays for one of their teams, that they gave him enough leeway and respect. Like, you can talk a little shit, have a little ribbon back and forth, you know, but let's let but let's let's keep it uh, let's keep it all the way real. Philadelphia got some of the most trash fans in the world. <laughs> they got the worst fans. You, you know, talking about? You know they got a jail in the stadium too. Yeah, I can I can believe it. <laughs> you talking about people that was running around tearing up their own city even when they won. Guys was eating horse manure. To try to prove they tough. I mean, these fans are like crazy, bro. Like, so, I mean, just no respect, no respect at all. Now, what you think about uh Dwight Howard, man? Signing with the Lakers. The Lakers seem they they lose Boogie, they get Dwight. <laughs> I uh, like I told one of my other partners that this was like 2010. I'd be like, man, give the Lakers the trophy. But uh, again, this this is middle age Dwight Howard. Not you know what somebody pulled up his numbers. His numbers wasn't looking bad, sir. I'm about to say, not saying that his his production is, you know, it's not where he used to be, but not saying his numbers is bad. I feel like, you know, if he could get a double-double with the Lakers, he did his part, you know, 12, 10, uh, 14 points, maybe 12 rebounds a game. That's that's excellent for for Dwight. Yeah, he's gonna be sharing that position. He's gonna be, uh, you know, McGee still gonna be playing a little center. So, you know, you just need Dwight to do some things. He's still a good shot blocker. Yeah, I mean, get your easy buckets, you know, down low. You know, you yeah. give him the ball. And then they and then they got him at a dirt cheap price. You know, so and you're still playing with LeBron fucking James, sir. Yeah, and Anthony Davis. So it ain't like they looking for him to do no heavy lifting. Yeah, he get you know get your hustle points. You know, offensive rebound, dunk it back in, tip in, dunk, block some shots. You know, just be out there hustling. That's basically what he need to do. Don't expect to get the ball in the post and you make a quick move like he was back when you were in, in Orlando. Them days over. Just now, you you are a upgraded Javale McGee. That's what he need to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, did you watch the Khabib fight? Khabib and Justin Portier. Unfortunately, I started watching the LSU uh, Texas football. Well, no, I started watching the Texas A&M Clemson game, which I shouldn't have stopped watching it. I watched all the way to the last fight, but I Khabib tapped Dustin. Dustin was tired because Khabib wrestled the hell out of him. So I think it was like in the third round, early third. Yeah, Justin was. He was looking to get out of there, man. He was looking for a way out, and uh, and even Khabib said he was like he was tired. He was tired. He was just exhausted. And sometimes, you know, uh, you know, they, they, there's a saying that being tired will make a coward of us all. So he was looking for a way out of there, man. But now I look forward to, and I hope that they give the next fight with Khabib to Tony Ferguson because he actually deserves it, and I feel like he'll be the toughest opponent to date because he's a good wrestler. Good jujitsu, good stand-up boxing. He's pretty much good everywhere, and I think he'll be a problem. So, since we know Khabib likes to wrestle guys and get them down, uh, uh, Tony does some of his best work from the ground. So it's like he submitted guys off of his back. So he's always looking to attack. So I feel like he'll be a dangerous opponent. 
if Dana doesn't screw him over and throw Connor back ahead of him. Because right. I know that's what you know Dana want to do. Because uh, Nate Diaz is fighting uh, George uh, Masvidal. Yeah, I saw Cause, cause, cause now Connor would have been a good matchup with Masvidal. You'd be a good matchup with Nate. But since those two are fighting, that takes them out off the table. So I think I, I just hope you don't do you don't do Tony like that. Even Tony needs this next fight with Khabib, man. See Nate and, and Nate and and Masvidal are his goons. Them, those are his goons, and I'm shocked that he had the two goons to fight. But that's because they asked for it. So he had to throw. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be running. That fight is gonna give everything that we, you know, as as a fight fan, that you would want to see. There's gonna be a lot of leather, a lot of action, and nobody will be backing up. And I want to see that before I see Connor hop in there and somebody tap him out again, because I think that's what's gonna happen his very next fight. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, uh, like you said, Khabib, Khabib actually in his interview, um, I've been reading interviews, and he actually was like, he thinks Tony should be next. So. Yeah, I think I think El Kakuya be next, man. That'll be a good fight. And if it happens, I'm hearing you know toward December or so. But I'm hoping Khabib don't punk out. You know he he's threatening retirement. You know that, right? He's he's trying to get out of there with that un you know that with that un unscathed record. He you know he that 27 and 0 or 28 and 0 wherever he's at right now. So he's trying to get away and ride off into the sunset. But I'm hoping before he do that, he give Ferguson a shot at that uh, belt so they can go on and. You know, get that settled once and for all. Who's better between those two? So I, I hope that goes down, man. That would be nice. Anyway, man, that's all I got, bro. We can, if you got anything else, we had an hour and eight minutes. So we did pretty good, man. So this was a short and sweet one. I think we covered a lot, though. We covered a lot of topics. So do you have anything you like to add before we go or anything for the people? Got nothing but love for you, baby. Nah, that's it. <laughs> I got nothing but love for you, baby. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good one, man. Bye. Y'all stay up, be safe, and uh we'll get at y'all with another one. All right, then. Peace and love. Well, later.